Good morning, people. Welcome to the fifth episode of The Young Minarchist. It's a new day with new crazy stuff happening in the news. But first, today is a very special day. It is the 4th of July. Today is Independence Day, the day when America broke off from Great Britain, the day we stood up for our values uh, and for representation in taxation, all of that amazingly good stuff. Fun fact, actually, Independence Day should technically be on the 2nd of July, but it's on the 4th because the 4th is when the people actually signed the Declaration of Independence, but the 2nd is when Congress actually declared independence from Great Britain. So just so that you guys all know that, I thought that was pretty cool. But remember today as you are celebrating uh, Independence Day, if you live inside of the United States, make sure you just remember what America was founded upon those ideas of liberty, of limited government, of government that directly represented the people. And let's try to get America back to what it was before. I think that should be the true meaning of the slogan, Make America Great Again. It should be, Make America What It Was Before all of this crazy stuff happened with FDR and the welfare state and all that kind of stuff. The good old-fashioned America where you had limited government, more liberty for individuals to pursue their interests. Alrighty, so with that out of the way, awesomely cool announcement about the 4th of July, let's move on to the actual news of the weekend. Alright, so today is Tuesday, so remember we do the podcast Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, so I'm going to be going over the cool stories that happened uh, over the last couple of days. So, the first one, the first thing I'd like to go over is on Monday, a court, uh, basically a federal appeal, appeals court, I believe, blocked Trump's EPA regulation rollback. So if you remember, basically President Trump kind of ran on this idea that he was going to stop the regulations of the Obama era. So Obama basically enacted a bunch of environmental regulations through the EPA. Trump said he's going to get rid of a lot of those regulations because they stifle they stifle businesses. They're not necessarily something that the government's prerogative is to do. Uh, and so Trump wanted to roll back those regulations. What is really, really stupid about this whole thing is that it is literally a court so, so, so let's think about this for a second. This is a court telling the government that it can't limit itself. Remember, the courts were designed to limit the government. So the, remember, we have the three branches of government, the judicial, the executive, and the legislative. They're all support, supposed to counterbalance each other, and the whole point of that was to make sure that the government is not enacting tons of regulations, because the a court was supposed to ensure that the government's regulations were actually good regulations technically so basically the court struck down the environmental protection agency's 90-day suspension of new emission standards on oil and gas well so the epa is trying to roll back a lot of these regulations that are really kind of unconstitutional not really in the constitution of the united states and not really the job of the government to do but the court said that you can't, you literally cannot repeal these regulations. As in, you cannot repeal those regulations. If you do, then you are not doing your job. 
it's not your job as the as the branch of government that enacts regulations to repeal regulations this is so so stupid because it's not what the courts were meant to do it's it's crazy how they they basically said that the e, that the EPA doesn't have the right to roll back regulations. The whole point of the court system was to ensure that the regulations didn't get out of control in the first place. They failed at that, and now we're kind of backwards, where it's the courts telling the EPA that they cannot enact any more, or they have to enact regulations, and if they don't, well, they don't have a right to repeal those. Crazy, crazy stuff. The fact is, is that the market can take care of this issue 100%. If individuals start seeing an actual bad climate change happening, which I will admit that climate change can be a real and, and bad issue, that we need to focus on that. But the fact is, is that it's not the government's job to do that. It's the job of the individual citizens. They can decide what is best or how it is best to use their own money if they want to support a certain a certain kind of business or a certain kind of research organization to do this they can do that that is the consumer's prerogative when you have the government enforcing regulations on this they are overstepping their constitutional authority it ought to be the individuals deciding what is done with their own money all right so we've gotten the crazy court appeal thing out of the way with the EPA um, but unfortunately, something very similar is happening in Florida with the courts basically telling the legislative branch, oh, sorry, you can't repeal a law. You can't even amend your own law. Okay, so basically what happened in Florida is <clears throat> Florida had its stand your ground law, which is basically a law that says that individuals, if you own a gun and someone is coming at you and you think that you have a, you are in immediate danger, that you can shoot that person. It was ruled, or their amendment to that law, was ruled unconstitutional by the Florida's Supreme Court. They said that the law could not be legislatively modified. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so, let me pull up this article here. Um, they basically said that it's a matter of constitutional separation of powers. That procedure cannot be legislatively modified, uh, is what one, one of the, uh, the judges wrote. The fact... Okay, the idea why this is just crazy is that if you're talking about constitutional separation of powers, later on in the article, it literally says that the Supreme Court is the one that should be actually modifying the law, amending the law. The courts don't legislate. That is not the court's responsibility. That is not what the courts are supposed to be doing. Ugh. This is not how it works, okay? The courts do not legislate. They basically rule on how a law applies to a case, an individual case, okay? So if there is a discrepancy in the law and someone is suing somebody else or they say that the law doesn't, you know, affects them terribly or, or something like that, they can go to the courts and the courts can rule on that individual situation and then it creates a precedent, okay? But what the courts cannot do is they cannot enact a regulation or a modification to a law. That is a legislative procedure. But the fact is, is that this court is saying that the legislative branch, the legislative branch cannot enact an amendment to their own law. This is absolutely crazy. And the reality is, is that it's probably because, it, it's probably due to some sort of a liberal bias, because this this is just not how the court system is supposed to work. How it was, it was never meant to work like this in the United States. 
But again, this Florida Supreme Court decided to say that they themselves have to be able to enact the amendment, not the legislative branch. Absolutely crazy stuff, people. We need to ensure that we have functioning governments, governments that work the way that they're actually supposed to work. And the way that they're supposed to work is that the Supreme Court judges how a law ought to be applied in a specific situation. The executive branch is the one that enforces the laws, and then the legislative branch actually creates the laws, okay? The other two branches cannot create laws. Only legislative branch can do that, all right? So let's keep that in mind when we have crazy Supreme Courts going out of their way to say that a... Uh, uh, they, they themselves have to create the amendment, not the legislative branch. I don't, I don't even know. Okay, so something else that I haven't talked about on the podcast quite yet is Sanders and his wife. Now, basically, I don't have a super great understanding of this whole thing because I haven't looked into it a whole lot, but the fact is, is that the wife of Bernie Sanders is currently under federal investigation for basically her role in a land deal that went bad, and the Vermont senator has slammed reports on the uh, investigation as pathetic, and he basically says that his wife is the most honest person I know, okay? She's the absolute most honest person. Uh, That was actually the worst Bernie Sanders impression I've ever done before, but you guys get the idea. Uh, It's just, I, I don't even know, okay? So, basically, three out of the four presidential candidates, um... Are, are currently under investigation right now. I, I, good job, you know? I mean, like, seriously, this, this is crazy stuff that now Bernie Sanders himself, and, and Bernie Sanders himself, both his wife and him, they're both under federal investigation for basically doing some weird shady stuff with their money. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy because it's interesting that Bernie Sanders always says that these rich, rich, multi-billionaire people are the bad kind of people, but he never says anything about himself. The fact is, is that Bernie Sanders gets a lot of money. He is very, very wealthy, and he himself is now under investigation by the FBI for basically subverting the American tax process or whatever he, the shady things that he's been doing with his money, uh, and his wife is also under investigation for um, basically a breach of contract kind of type thing with a college uh, where she was trying to basically take advantage of the college's funds. Uh, so it's, it's just, I, it's just, I don't know. Uh, we need to call out Bernie Sanders very much, and we need to let people know who actually support Bernie Sanders that he is not, he's not the most truthful person in the entire world, okay? Bernie Sanders is a socialist, which means that he believes that our government ought to provide basically for everything for the citizens. Okay, so if a citizen doesn't have enough money to get something, that's okay. We're socialist. We can help you. We just enact a program that redistributes the wealth from those multi-billionaire companies to you. So you can get your flat screen TV, so you can get your your food, so you can get your health care. It's he's all about the redistribution because he thinks it's just. But again, the fact is, is that redistribution is always unjust. Those people who got the money are, in fact, usually very, very good people. And if they're not, then, yeah, of course, the federal government should investigate them, as they're doing with Bernie Sanders and his wife, ironically. Um, 
but just because somebody has a lot of money doesn't mean that he automatically stole doesn't automatically mean that he stole that money from someone who has less money but that's the kind of mindset that socialists and bernie sanders himself oftentimes use when evaluating somebody and evaluating someone who has a lot of money they basically think that that person must have stolen something from somebody else where in reality there's no proof to prove that and redistributing wealth by forcefully taking money from that person and giving it to other people that is very much so unjust all right so now we can go over some of president trump's tweets oh hallelujah um so we're actually going to go over president trump's a president trump tweet uh from monday that i actually very much agree with okay so this is how president trump ought to be acting all the time he could be acting like this okay he could be tweeting like this all of the time and everything would just be absolutely great but he decides to tweet other kinds of stupid things that the president should not be tweeting but here's a good tweet that he did on on monday morning he tweeted if we can help little hashtag charlie guard as per our friends in the uk and the pope we would be delighted to do so so if you guys remember on a previous episode of the podcast i talked about charlie guard and how basically the uk and the um european court of human rights i believe uh said that his parents couldn't use their own money to travel to the united states to get a procedure done on little charlie that would help him or that had the potential to help him recover from a very bad disease that he had. Now the parents have the money, but it's literally that the UK is saying, "No, I'm sorry, you cannot, you cannot travel to the United States," uh, because in our own opinion, we don't believe that the thing that the procedure is going to work. And since we are obviously the people in charge of your child under this socialized healthcare, then we can tell you whether or not you can go. And, uh, and get this procedure done or not. That's basically what has happened. And it's really, really good that President Trump tweeted this. Why? Because we need to call out these policies when we see them. We need to show that America is a place where we value liberty, where we value the parents taking responsibility for their own children where we value that the parents have have that idea or that that responsibility to care for their child and it's not the state's job so it's good that president trump tweeted that if we can help charlie guard to escape this kind of oppression by the uk then we will because that's what america is that is what america is is a place where you can get a procedure done and not have a court like a court tell you that you cannot use your own money to do something that has the potential of saving your child where the courts don't tell you that your child now must die that is what america is and that's what america ought to be so it's good that president trump is talking about this and he could do like i said so much good if he talked like this all the time if he tweeted like this all the time but unfortunately he doesn't because on saturday which is another trump tweet he tweeted a video of him, oh goodness gracious, clotheslining Vince McMahon from the WWE, basically kind of like a fa- fake wrestling show, with the CNN logo slapped on Vince McMahon's face. Oh, the media is going absolutely nuts, or it was going absolutely nuts, it's kind of dying down now, but this is how it works, okay, so President Trump, he'll tweet something good, he will tweet something that needs to be exposed, so for example, the CNN, or CNN not a or allowing a fake news story to get past their lead, their 
editing process. That is something good that the president should open up and tweet about because that is literally fake news. It's literally lying to the American people, okay? But then you have something where President Trump tweets a video of himself clotheslining Vince McMahon with the CNN logo slapped on Vince McMahon's face, basically saying that CNN, that Trump is, is clotheslining Vince Mc, uh, clotheslining CNN, basically, and beating CNN up. It is a hilarious video, and there's nothing inherently wrong about the video itself. But there is something inherently wrong with President Trump tweeting the video. President Trump, let your supporters tweet stuff like that. Why are you tweeting stuff like that? Because the problem is, is that it doesn't help the American people. Tweeting things like this, you might think it helps the American people, but it doesn't. It doesn't get anything done. All it does is it stirs up the left to attack you and attack you and attack you and attack you. And it makes the middle people, who are neither super left or super right, go away from the right because they think, wow, look at President Trump. Why is he tweeting this stuff? He's the president of the United States. This is, this is absolutely crazy. That's what your tweets are doing when you are tweeting something that is not professional. Remember, we talked about this earlier. You still have the same standards of professionality even though you are a quote-unquote modern president with a Twitter account. You still need to be professional. So you cannot tweet a video where you are beating CNN up on WWE because that is not professional. That's crazy. Okay, I can tweet that, that, that video because I'm not the president of the United States. So I don't have the same standards of professionality because I don't literally represent the entire United States. But you do as the president. You are the figurehead, essentially, of the United States. You don't obviously get to tell people what to do, and you shouldn't tell people what to do in the United States, but you represent the United States. So you really do need to be ensuring that what you are tweeting is good and that it helps the agenda of conservatism rather than just stirring up angry people on the left. And the left has been going absolutely crazy. I'm not saying that the left is taking this in a way that it ought to take this, because the left is basically saying stuff like, oh no, now President Trump, he he tweeted this, and, and everybody's going to beat up people from CNN. They're going to clothesline us. They're going to... They're going to smash our faces into the ground and start beating up, beating us all up. All the all the uh, journalists, they're all going to have bloody faces, and they're all going to go out, have to take off of work because they're recovering from their wounds. That is literally what they are saying. They that is literally what they're saying. They're saying that this video is going to cause people to beat up journalists. That is crazy. Nobody in their right mind would look at this video and say, hmm, you know, I think I really want to beat up a journalist right now. Just seeing President Trump clothesline Vince McMahon with the CNN logo slapped on his face. Ugh. Ah, I can feel the violence toward journalists, all journalists, building up inside of my very essence human being. I'm going to go out and find a journalist and I'm going to clothesline him just like President Trump did. Look, if you if you think that after watching this video, you are in you are not a very smart person because that is not what the video is supposed to represent. It's just supposed to be a funny video. And again, what we as the right need to do is we shouldn't support these tweets and say he's just hitting back. He's just hitting back because he is hitting back, but he's not hitting back in the right way. Because he's the president and he can't be tweeting these kind of videos, okay?
So what we need to say is, look, he's Trump. Trump tweets weird, crazy stuff all the time, okay? He's just he's just Trump. He's not the most smartest person in the world, but he's not trying to he's not trying to get people to punch and clothesline journalists. That's just not what he's doing. Okay. So I spent a lot of time on that because that has been one of the major, major issues going on over the weekend uh, up until now is just CNN going crazy, everybody going crazy based upon Trump's tweets and the right trying to find a way to defend President Trump but not actually able to because they can't because it's a crazy tweet that President Trump should have ma- shouldn't have made. Alrighty, so now we have gone over the major news articles of the of the last few days so we get to go over the philosophy section of the video now today i'm going to be talking about what are called ad hominem attacks okay ad hominem attacks now most people have heard of what an ad hominem attack is but not a lot of them understand what it actually means or how it looks in a debate and the reason why i want to talk about this is because i recently had a debate with or a kind of Twitter type debate with a lot of with a lot of people who do not support the GOP's agenda, but that's because the GOP is repealing Obamacare. So they're basically a bunch of liberals saying that we need to have Obamacare and uh, and basically a single payer healthcare system. So when I was debating with those people, what I would often see is people just saying oh my goodness gracious, you need to actually get an education. And that was like their entire tweet. Like, this kid is so stupid. What is he even, he doesn't even know anything. And then what I would tweet back, tweet back is, okay, that's an ad hominem attack. You haven't actually refuted my argument. You are basically saying that I'm stupid. My character is bad because I'm talking about something I don't actually know about, but you can't refute the argument. So here's what an ad hominem attack is. It's an attack on someone's character which is replacing a argument against that person's argument, okay? So I'm not, so what an ad hominem attack is not is saying something bad about somebody's character because we should criticize people's character if people's character is, is bad. But when you replace a attack against someone's argument with an attack against their character and say those are the same thing now that I've attacked their character I've therefore attacked what they're saying and and thus I should win the debate that is an ad hominem attack and we on the right should not do this I see a lot of this happening on the left and what's super interesting is I've actually had debates with a lot of anarchists and anarchists and anarchists basically believe that there should be no government at all and the right-wing anarchists which believe are basically anarchist capitalists uh capitalist people they don't use these kind of attacks it's actually super interesting because they they very rarely use ad hominem attacks they actually want to refute your argument itself but when i started debating with these more statist type socialist people the vast majority of their argumentation was just it was just a bunch of ad hominem attacks and even then it would be like a little bit of a refute to my argument and then the rest of the tweet was all about how i'm just so stupid and that you know you you shouldn't even be online you should just pack up and leave uh because you're just an absolute you know stupid person like come on that does not that does not foster foster fruitful debate why are we debating in the first place okay so let's answer that question we're debating because we want to discover truth if you're debating because you want to be right, 
If you're debating because you want to feel good about yourself, then you're debating for the wrong reason and you shouldn't even be debating at all. The reason why we debate, why we compare ideas with each other and present arguments for both sides is to discover the truth, okay? So when you use an ad hominem attack, it's a logical fallacy. You're saying that now your argument is bad because you are bad, but just because you are bad, bad character, everybody has a bad character, everybody does bad stuff, but does that mean that everybody's arguments are invalid? No, it doesn't. So that's why we, I see a lot of this happening on the left. The left needs to stop doing this, but we have to ensure that the right doesn't stop doing this uh, or doesn't start doing this either because it does, it just destroys credibility. That's all that it does. That's all an ad hominem attack does is it completely undermines credibility. It makes it so that you look like you are not, you are not actually knowing what you're talking about. All you can do is criticize somebody else's character. So let's not do ad hominem attacks. Let's address people's arguments and uh, let's let's end this episode right here. So thank you guys all for tuning in to the uh, Young Minarchist today. Make sure you guys have a wonderful 4th of July. Remember what I told you earlier. Reflect upon what the 4th of July actually means and what it originally meant. Let's get America back to what what it originally was uh, meant to be, essentially. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll catch you guys on the next episode on Thursday. Uh, You guys have a wonderful day.